Welcome to Judgment. It's Bond season. Be fair warned, we do talk about this movie in depth, so spoilers ahead. Now let's have some fun. Enjoy. Welcome back to Judgment, the ultimate movie ranking podcast. I'm Andrew, and I'm here with my two co-hosts, as usual. Blaine, how's it going? Hi, Andrew. Good to be here. I'm so happy you are here. And Corey, how's it going, Corey? What's going on, you rascal, you? (laughs) You silly son of a bitch, Corey. Guys, I'm so excited about this movie tonight. Oh, beyond words. Beyond fucking words. I am full (laughs) up to the rafters of just joy and triumvirance and jubilation. Don't hold out. Tell them what we were doing tonight, Andrew. (laughs) Well, tonight we're going to be reviewing the 2008 masterpiece, Quantum of Solace. Oh. (laughs) I know you're all shocked. (laughs) What a mysterious name. I wonder how that ties into the movie. I wonder if they even mention it at all in the movie. (laughs) At all. If they could have even added... One of the words from this title, it would have been great. They do, <laughs> they do. I believe. They, they do. Oh, they, they do. do. That's right. Probably just because they didn't have the license to Spectre yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that that's besides which, the point. We'll talk about which it. Which sucks. That kind of sucks. All right. Which sucks. <laughs> There's a lot of things that suck about this. <laughs> yeah. That's one. That's one. And I can't wait to talk about them. All right, what do you say? Let's do uh, just an overview of this movie real quick. So, in Quantum of Solace, James Bond descends into a mystery as he tries to stop a mysterious organization. They use mystery twice in one (laughs) sentence. That's interesting. Uh, A mysterious organization from eliminating a country's most valuable resource. Mm. I mean, that's fine. I heard the original villain was going to be mystery. God, I wish it was. <laughs> you remember him? <laughs> oh, of course I remember him. Mystery. That goddamn There's peacock. a whole group of incels that worship the ground he walks on. <laughs> he knows how to talk to women. We yeah. <laughs> this guy knows what's up. You put on a Dr. Seuss hat. A you go boa. out to a club. A feather boa. You look like a shittier version Hold of Tommy on. Lee. Uh-huh. What the fuck are y'all talking about? Oh, never about? mind. <laughs> the pickup artist. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> The MTV show? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. His it name was, was Mystery. Yeah, Mystery. Ah. Or he would have been way better than the villain we got. <laughs> this oh, movie could you It would might have been one of my favorites if the villain was Mystery. <laughs> Holy shit. That'd have been awesome. He would just Instead... pause, like, every every speech he is like, well, hold on one second, I see a lady over there. Let me go. Treat her like shit. Yeah. <laughs> let, me go, let, me, <laughs> let me go treat her like shit. Force I gotta, myself upon her. I got a peacock really quick. Hold on. <laughs> James, you're doing it wrong, bro. You're doing everything wrong, man. James, you got to work on your negging. You're not doing it right. <laughs> you got to get a top hat. Where's I'm your eyeliner, you. man? Where is the eyeliner? Oh, <laughs> that would have been awesome. Yeah. That would have been a lot better. All right. So... That's just a little overview, so let's get uh, you guys' this thoughts real quick. Uh, Corey, one, two, no, whatever thumbs you got, what are you giving this movie? Hey, that's two thumbs down for me, Andrew. Oh, wow. Didn't okay. like it. Didn't like it. That's what I'm getting from you, Corey. Okay. Uh, what about you, Blaine? What are you, yeah, what are you giving? Yeah, this was a steaming pile of dog shit. 
<laughs> and I am also going to give it two thumbs down. Gosh, okay. Well, it seems unfair because I got to tell you guys, I thought this movie was incredible. Um, mm. I can't even get through that lie. Yes. This movie's bad. It's not it's, good. It's, and it's not bad in a good way. No. No. No, not at all. It's bad in a like, bad way. Like, Moon <laughs> Moonraker was bad. Yeah. But it was bad in a good way. Mm-hmm. This was just bad. not a fun experience. No. it's In any way. And we're definitely going to talk about why. Yeah, and I can't wait to talk. I about think there's why. a lot of reasons behind that. So, and yeah. now I'm just so disappointed that mystery wasn't in it. <laughs> Where was it, it adds? It adds an extra layer. Of Where was any bad guy with a cool name? <laughs> um, not, not in this movie. Oh, uh-huh. Elvis, maybe. <laughs> oh, fair yeah. enough. Let's can't forget we, about let's him. Talk about him. We got to get to him. Oh, okay. Well, oh, by the way, I'm giving it two thumbs down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in case you didn't realize. Uh, yeah, not not happy with it. So let's just jump into old Quantum here. Hot start. Yeah, hot start. So can't Empty. wait to discuss. Yeah. Can't wait to discuss more. So with Quantum of Solace, this is the 22nd James Bond film in our series. It's Daniel Craig's second Bond film, and it was released in the year 2008. The year of, we get Obama that year, and we get Quantum of Solace. And a writer's strike, which explains this movie, I believe. Yeah, writer's strike was a big part of this. Although, I I read that the script was done before the writer's strike, but that would explain why they didn't take time to maybe give it a second pass. Yeah, (laughs) nobody gave that a second pass at all. uh, Maybe tweak it here and there like normal films do. Yeah. I basically read also that the director and Daniel Craig couldn't actually uh, do a script because of the writer's strike. So on the day, they would discuss what they were going to say, which is not a good way you want to do a movie, oh, I would man. say. No. Unless you're Kubrick. Yeah, what is this apocalypse now? Yeah. That's Francis Ford Coppola, Corey. Fuck it, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> We'll go back he to did the that on the sh- What is this? The he Shining. He did it on The Shining. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we'll just we'll just we'll re- rewind just saying, and edit that I out. Can I go back this... and say it was the same problem? Leave, Leave it in. Leave it in. <laughs> I'm just saying. He, he did the, the ultimate <laughs> the ultimate movie ranking podcast. We got to get things straight here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's just start. So we open up Quantum. We don't get a gun barrel sequence. Not not in the first part here. Nope. Uh, so there's that. But we open up on uh, some mountains, and we zoom in, and we start with a car chase. Car chase. Yep. Uh, Bond and just some unknown bad guys. Uh, I got to tell you, this uh, car chase, if I had one more fucking cut in this car chase. I. <laughs> yeah. They should have put, like, a seizure warning because. No joke. It made me sick how many cuts there were. And. Once it was all over, I really felt like I didn't know what I just watched. It was, I couldn't tell you what even happened in that car chase. Uh, it was so fucking odd. I don't know. And that trend continues through the movie <laughs> yeah. with just heaps, heaps of edits, Love heaps it. of cuts. This movie loved some fast edits. Oh my God, it was chaos. And that was, going to be honest, that's part of my problems with this is... Oh, just I didn't need all just, that shit. Just part. That's yeah, just, just part. <laughs> There's a lot going on here. Um, I mean, the weird thing is, is that, like, if I take my brain out of the cutting part, I was like, that's some decent little fun 
streams of action in that first car chase, but and then it just it just never nothing happens from there. No, I yeah. think if they would have done like cut it down fifty percent with the cuts, it would have been cool. Like <laughs> longer strings of what they were doing because yeah. the driving was pretty cool. He was doing some good things in the and it was Austin Martin. It was cool. Yeah. Uh, but God, dog. I had to pause it <laughs> and like the I first, was going cross-eyed first yeah. one minute of this movie <laughs> that's terrible also the opening this is the shortest one I think oh, I've ever. seen so far it ever. was like I don't know I didn't it check was, uh, hold on. two and a half three minutes ah, opening title start at four minutes and ten seconds Wow, okay. which Pretty is insane. Short. And I, yeah. I, that one, one we just watched was like fourteen minutes. The world is was it the world is not yeah, enough. That yeah, was yeah. The that longest. was the longest one. <laughs> that was the long. longest one. That was a mini movie. I forgot we hadn't done that part yet on that movie. So, yeah, this was only four minutes. But we've uh, after the car chase, we find out bonds in Italy, and essentially this movie is taking place straight after Casino Royale. Immediately after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's so, some things that happen later. I'm like, is this immediately after? <laughs> I, I don't disagree, Corey. I don't disagree. So we figure this out because he, at the end of the car chase, he opens the trunk. Yeah. And Mr. White is in the trunk. The yeah. guy he captured at the end of Casino Royale. Right. And somehow didn't die from all the bullet wounds going into this car or anything also, like that. James also straight up shot him at the end of Casino Royale. He did. He shot him in the leg. Um, yeah. But my issue was this, with this, it, it kind of sets the stage for a big problem I have with the whole movie and a big problem I have with Spectre is that they're trying so hard to connect all the Craig movies. Yeah. And this one's so reliant on Casino Royale. It makes me sick. And I don't give a fuck <laughs> about <laughs> Casino Royale. Or I thought we made that clear. Yeah. Here you go. Have to admit though that this is less of a Bond movie than Casino Royale was. I agree, one hundred percent. And this is a much that one. This feels like this was like one of the worst weird English spy movies that you know comes out on a weekend. I remember that one. uh, It was called like MI Six. I think it was with Kit Harrington. Just like fucking forgettable, and who cares what's going on? I couldn't tell you a thing about the plot. That was a movie, yeah. This was like one of those movies that they just put out. Like, what are they even doing? Now, I had the benefit of having watched Casino Royale like five weeks ago. So I recognized Mr. White. Mm -hmm. But these movies came out two years apart. And there was no like preface about what was happening in this movie. Yeah. So you had no idea that this just picked up. Right Imagine after. if this was your first James Bond movie ever, too. Oh, yeah, I was like, no. who is this guy? <laughs> it could have been for some people. And yeah. These, yeah, the amount of reliance on the on the plot of Casino Royale and some of the names, you would be like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, because the, so than I am. Having did I come into this movie Royale. late? Yeah. Yeah, because all the other Bond movies, they were more or less standalone movies. You didn't need to see the other no, ones. No, you didn't. And that was what's great about them. And we didn't know that going into these. I didn't know no. the Craig univ- the Craigiverse was going to be interconnected. <laughs> yeah. Nor did anyone ask for that to happen. No. <laughs> but, and again, some people think this is the coolest shit ever. 
But oh, okay. Well, and, yeah, I mean, they, I mean, not this movie necessarily, but oh, the Craigiverse. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's some real Quantum of Solace stands out there. I uh, would not consider myself part of that. Also, he's wearing a completely different suit than he was at the end of Casino Royale. He certainly it's was. It's a three-piece suit in the first one, or in the, in the end of Casino Yeah, he has Royale. a vest on. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, no vest. No vest. We mm-hmm. could, you could argue that he uh, got, got shirtless with Mr. White to really intimidate him, but we don't know for sure. Hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to see something? <laughs> Let me show you my balls from last movie. <laughs> Swollen. <laughs> you see what you did to me? Uh, oh, Lord. Um, <laughs> so that's how we start. We open it up. We see Mr. White. And we're like, oh, it's this guy. Mm-hmm. And Bam. zero transition into the, into the opening titles. It, free, it was like a freeze frame. Yeah, it that was, was horrible. The freeze frame was... Not bondish and really sucked. So this freeze frame, Jay Giles' <laughs> band decided to step in and direct for a second. It's the worst thing. I, I, I could not believe it. <laughs> what a <laughs> fucking reference. <laughs> Out of... I'm at a loss for words. I didn't... <laughs> he pulled that right from the centerfold. <laughs> <laughs> freeze frame. Uh, anyway, mm. I, it, I thought I did legitimately think that Netflix was frozen. And I, I, I said, I was like, God dang it! And then it just wasn't. It was the movie, and that's that kind of thing. Hold it on, was the, this was on Netflix. Oh yeah! <laughs> damn it! Did you pay for this? I paid for this piece of shit. <laughs> oh god! You gotta check I'm and sorry. see. I check every time what's streaming, and this one is definitely free. Yeah, I believe this Skyfall and... is going to be free. Well, yeah, this and Casino makes... are both on Netflix. I'd... Yeah. Well, Skyfall, I think, is on Netflix too, or somewhere else. I saw it free that, somewhere. That hurts. Yeah, that still hurts. <laughs> oh boy, I would have okay. felt really bad sorry. if I would have paid for it. I gotta get. Oh, I am continue. so sorry. Hey, let's... continue, please. Yeah, I... so we got the freeze frame, um, <laughs> and then we jump into the Jack White Alicia Keys song "Another Way to Die" and our opening titles. And I'm gonna. Do something out of the ordinary this time and save my comments till the end. Yes. What about you guys? Out of the ordinary? I think we do that every time. That's what we do every time. (laughs) I never do, but y'all really love to do that. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you've joined us. (laughs) We always push to do that at the appropriate time. Well, we will talk about that when we give out our score for our song and title sequence. Andrew, I'm going to break from the ordinary Mm -hmm. and say, they fucking sucked. But we got... I like, see, that, that's all you got to do. You ain't got to have like a, uh, yep. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Blaine. I don't know what I was going for. I <laughs> okay, so then we jump into an interrogation scene. Uh, we get some uh, new players in here along with M, our Judy Dench. Uh, and at this scene, we meet uh, two other agents besides M. And she goes over some stuff about Vesper's fucking boyfriend. Guys, who cares about Vesper? I, <laughs> I'm sure there are people out there that don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about Vesper or your relationship with this lady you met two days ago. Yeah, that you had a maybe two, three week relationship with. I don't care. Give me a fucking break. There's a lot of Vesper talk in this. I don't. I didn't remember so oh. much. Too much. Way too much. Also, Mr. White says, uh, uh, maybe if she hadn't killed herself. How the hell did he know he killed herself? 
Yeah, this just happened. She was, he was underwater. Wasn't yeah. he like kind of in an watching, elevator? Wasn't wasn't he kind of watching that they? Then we see that he was like standing and watching the whole thing from a distance. He was there, the building collapsed. But like, did he see underwater? Does he have an Aquaman? <laughs> I think he could have seen member, her like do the thing where she dropped the elevator into the water. I don't oh, know. Oh, Corey, I, just I don't know it. now. It's, it's a suspension of disbelief. You're doing a lot of work for this movie that you should not be doing. It's horseshit. <laughs> it's not for this movie. It's I still like Casino Royale. Okay, all right. That's perfectly fine. We like we said, it's perfectly fine that you like it. <laughs> you guys a liked lot it of more people than you said you liked it. <laughs> uh huh. Now so we uh, we see Bond real butt hurt still over Vesper uh, again. They're trying to force an interconnected element of the story. Very much so. Who cares? Uh, they start to. Uh, Talk to Mr. White. They have him connected to an IV, which I don't know. We're trying to keep him alive, I guess. Uh, oh, they interrogate him. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Get some He's... info. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, start to interrogate. He basically spills the beans a little bit and tells them that there's this organization that essentially uh, is involved in everything. Called Quantum. Called Quantum, yes. A.K.A. Spectre. Yeah. Spectre. Once we have the rights to yeah, say that. Once we get those back, we're going to call this Spectre again. I got to tell you, I thought the whole time Quantum was what Dominic Green's name was. Not to get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> I thought that was his name. Well, <laughs> did they no, write, he was just, did they his write, name I just, wish. His name is Dominic Green. Don't they write kind of in the later thing and they refer to him as Quantum? I could have sworn I remember no. that scene they like call him Quantum. Inspector? Inspector. Uh, no. She may have just been referring to the company. I don't. I don't. The remember organization known as Quantum. Yeah. But no, he just goes by Dominic Green. Dominic. That's Green. what we're dealing with. Nothing like. He might have been slightly more interesting if his name was Quantum, but no. Or mystery. <laughs> that too. That too. Can I? I can't think of a. Well, I, I guess the guy from Tomorrow Never Dies just went by his name, but yeah. every other bad guy has like a cool name. You're talking about Renaud, right? No, no, no. <laughs> Renaud with the U. I'm kidding. <laughs> Renaud. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so continue. They're interrogating. Yeah, we got to get through this first scene. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, We've done it. So, so at that point... Uh, Mr. White signals to another agent named Mitchell, and Mitchell begins shooting at everyone in the room, uh, notifying everybody that uh, Mitchell works for Quantum as well. He says, we have people everywhere. And then this guy, who was M's bodyguard for eight years. (laughs) She gave him Christmas presents, I hear. Um, (laughs) I was so mad at this. (laughs) That he's this big of a backstabber, or...? No, that he 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 put all this work in, and then shot like an unknown, an unnamed other guy. Yeah, he didn't shoot M or James. He chose to shoot this rando, and then shot Mister White after putting years of work in. Yeah, I, I he didn't even Mr. get Mister to... White. Mister White just blew up his spot, totally blew his cover. Yeah, That's... he really did. Well, oh well, um, and. <laughs> I like also that he was not getting paid very well because he had a very mediocre apartment and less than $100 to his name. Oh. <laughs> Sad days for Mitchell. Well, 
Well, anyway, he and Bond go uh, fucking Assassin's Creed style across the building tops. And yep. Then they get into a fight uh, on some ropes. Get into a rope fight. Okay. I'm sorry. I have so much shit to say about this movie. I love okay. it. Go ahead. So, <laughs> again, this whole sequence has nine million cuts. Where you can't tell what's happening. Mm-mm. You're like, all right, he's running. Oh, fuck. Where'd he go? It cuts away. No, no. Um, also... I've noticed in in the Craig movies we've watched, James runs through a crowd of European people in every single one of them. Yeah, <laughs> he does. European or, or I guess tourists. They were, they were Mexican in Spectre. In Spectre, but yeah. he loves running fauna. through. Yeah, yeah, runs mm-hmm. through a crowd of some sort of cultural event that only happens in these places. There was like an old Italian lady going down some stairs. They um, were doing like a horse race. A couple of people it just was got a bull shot. Fight. Like yeah. Mitchell turned around, just blew a couple of people away. Yeah, enjoy the horse race. So yeah, <laughs> so they end up on the uh, the rope fight, and I wrote down that uh, the rope fight was okay. CGI was bad, terrible, but absolutely terrible. The rope fight was cool. It was cool, and it does honestly, have that final shots very cool. Final shot. Yeah, I liked that, and honestly, that. Might be the last nice thing I say. So the rope fight was cool. The, the rope, rope fight. Was... My actual note is the rope fight's okay. <laughs> could have okay. done could have done with less cuts. Uh, let yeah. Me, let me see longer longer shots. Let your fucking scene breathe. That's all I gotta say. Let it breathe. Holy shit! At this point <laughs> and into the next point though, I was feeling bad for James. I'm like, guys, get no breaks. Every scene he enters, he's getting into a fight. Yeah. In a terrible fucking time. And uh, James, once again, very moody, very... He's, he's still butthurt about Vesper. Oh, that's right. What, what am know? I forgetting? They told us that, Andrew. Yeah. And don't stop telling us they about don't. it. don't. They want to make sure we know. Don't remember Vesper. We just want to make sure this is clear. He's still upset about this. You know, she died last movie? <laughs> just very upset. Um... <laughs> So yeah, we she didn't die last movie. She died like last couple days. I mean, yeah, so. she died a week ago. <laughs> Not so. to me. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. It wasn't last week to me. I, I mean, I totally agree. It feels like an eternity, and this movie never ever stops going back to that fucking well throughout the entire thing. Uh, at this point, we show up at Mitchell's apartment with M. Back in London. Yep. Uh, they find some stuff. <laughs> M talks about the Christmas presents that she gave him. Uh, and then we end up in MI6. One thing. Yeah. yeah I don't yeah. know if you guys notice this, but every time we go to a new city, which they go to a thousand in this movie, yeah, they bring up like a silly font that tells you what the city is. Yeah. They use a different font for every new Everyone. city. And honestly, that might be the most fun I had in this movie. Really? Yeah. I, I wonder what font they're going to use for Haiti. <laughs> I was like, oh, look at this. How fun. Prince. Yeah. Wow, that's very colloquial. <laughs> yeah. How interesting. Is that papyrus? <laughs> oh, my God. Are these papyrus? <laughs> oh, oh. I'm surprised they didn't in this movie, to be perfectly honest. Wasn't he the actor... In SNL, who had the papyrus skit, or was that someone else? No, that was uh, Ryan Gosling. It was Ryan Gosling. Mm. About Avatar. Blonde hairs. Yes. 
<laughs> yeah. Exactly. Blonde hairs. Blonde hairs. So, yeah, so MI6. Yeah, MI6. Uh, we get a little back story, a little exposition about money. And again, this part, again, very boring. Very boring. Uh, but we do get a gadget in this. We get a iPad the size of a table. And its uh, main component is almost just a PowerPoint presentation, really, just to show you the connections between this money and some generalized... Yeah, uh, so they, they took the money from Mitchell Yeah, and said, hey, these are marked bills mm-hmm. with and, a guy in Haiti. Yeah, and of course they had to tie in Le Chief. Oh, yeah. these were bills were found on Le Chief as these well. He's the money man. Mm, yeah. Well, you know, Corey... He was called the number. Mm. So, <laughs> God damn it. That's mm. still ridiculous. Anyway, so we get a little uh, idea where Bond's going next. They send him to Haiti. And uh, that's where we go. I'm sorry. I wish I could be more excited about this movie, but I just am not. No, we're in Haiti, baby. We're in Haiti, baby. All right. Uh, in this scene, we get to see James uh, try and investigate this hotel room. Gets in an okay fight inside there and ends up killing uh the guy he's supposed to be investigating james yeah. kills everyone and he they does do mention it and i was just like all right james maybe <laughs> don't kill everyone you're spent to go see yeah take yeah. it easy maybe gather some information <laughs> yeah you know your work your job might not be as hard as it is if you actually talk to people sometimes <laughs> well he ends he ends up being just in the right place at the right time yeah he's just always, getting always. he just gets like he's a terrible spy yeah. He's just a hitman. Uh but this this fight here was it felt almost like a rip off of a the Born fight. Well, that, yeah. like this whole movie felt like a rip off of Born Identity. It felt like a yeah. Born movie, didn't it? It did. It uh, I was going to save it to the end, but this did not feel like a James Bond movie to me at all. Definitely parallels to The Born Identity. Yeah. There's but it was a good part, fight. There's even a part where, and this is getting way ahead of ourselves, but in the mm-hmm. theater, there's some, remember the part where there's a bunch of people shooting down uh, at the people in the theater, in the play? Yeah. One of those mm-hmm. guys looked like the assassin from the original Born Identity, played by um, the guy from Munich. I can't remember his name right now. Uh, Eric Bana? Not, oh, not, I'm not thinking of the same person then. Okay. Uh, he Gary was Col- in. Gary Coleman. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, the, you said from I, the movie Munich, not Munich. Then anyway, uh, Daniel Craig, because he was also in Munich. <laughs> not Daniel Craig. Who am I thinking of? He's British. He was in Sin City. He um, ah, Mickey Rourke. Not Mickey Rourke, but he was in the scene. He was in the the Rosario Dawson uh, snippet. That guy. Ah, okay. We'll look into it. You mean Clive Owen? Clive Owen. There we go. Oh wow. He, Glad we got there. Yeah, yeah. And By the way, like live and I was like, "It's another board. I didn't anything." This fight scene, mm-hmm. a thousand cuts. Yeah, let me see a long shot of the fight. And yeah. James cuts him a lot too. Mm-hmm. Stabs yeah. him. Stabs him. Cut on top of cuts. I'd say. I believe he finishes him with a femoral cut. Right? Is that how he killed him? I didn't know what he did. I thought he stabbed him with like a tranquilizer at first. I was like. <laughs> What nope. is going on? Nope. No. Yeah, I just thought he stabbed him in the femoral artery. That's that was my assumption. It didn't look. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. By the way, uh, 
I didn't hear you correctly. I thought you said the fetish of the ephemeral cuts. I was like, I didn't know it was a thing, but whatever. That is my cult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the fetish of the ephemeral cuts. Uh, Not a bad cult name, guys. We got to work on that. Okay, so after that happens, Bond once again gets lucky and uh, gets a briefcase from the front desk person. Right. And we meet. And then uh, Amelia gets lucky again. Really lucky. Yeah, it had nothing Meets. to do with the briefcase. She just happened to be there. I don't <laughs> just waiting. She was supposed to meet a geologist. Yeah. And she, I, I guess, this happens all the time where they just don't know what the person looks like that they're supposed to be meeting and yeah. just assume, hey, that guy's got a fucking briefcase. Yeah. I bet he's the geologist. Let me drive up to him and demand that he get in the car. Yeah. Do we not have any information? But no. wait, do none of these no. people have context? Was the guy Vance? Was he was he pretending to be the geologist? Yes, because he was a hitman mm-hmm. hired by Dominic Green to kill Camilla, yeah, whatever her name is. Camilla. Her okay. name's Camille. I thought Camille. I thought she just happened to meet the geologist, and they already picked him and killed him, and it was all this big happenstance thing. They never fully explained that part, but I guess it makes sense. Oh no no no! This movie makes total sense. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, anyway, so she shows up. <laughs> Yeah, so... And progresses the storyline. So Bill Cosby's uh, wife shows up, uh, Camille, and... Camille. She... (laughs) Camille. Okay. Going to that well a little too much now. Um, (laughs) The pudding. (laughs) You know, Bill Cosby really wanted to play the uh, general in this movie. Doctor. Uh, Oh, Dr. Bill Cosby. Excuse me. Thank you. Yeah, he really wanted to play the general in this movie. Hmm. Hmm. (laughs) <laughs> thank you thank you Corey, for catching on that <laughs> his the way he wanted to play it though was just not not enough action yeah he, he wanted there to be a longer scene in that hotel room yeah let's not get ahead of ourselves so camille uh beautiful beautiful girl yes i don't have her name in front olga of me right now kirlinko there we go thank you olga kirlinko <laughs> yeah she was in max Payne and hitman and the most recent Marvel, the most recent one, uh, the Black most Widow. recent? She was in Black Widow. As whom? She was Taskmaster and a very strange adaptation of that character. Oh. I didn't realize that was her. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Wow. Well, good for her. <laughs> Glad to know she got work after this movie. Um, but I don't think she's bad in this, honestly. I think she might be one of the few supporting cast members that are pretty good. Uh, so yeah, mistaken identity bullshit. She thinks James is a geologist. Uh, he opens the briefcase and realizes that he, uh, whoever was supposed to get this briefcase was supposed to assassinate her. She then kicks him out of her car after shooting at him. Bond steals a fucking dirt bike and, uh, begins to follow her. Uh, at that point, Camille arrives at the docks and we meet our main movie villain here. A Mr. Dominique Green. So, um, what are we putting him? Dominic. Yeah, not Dominique. Excuse me. Yes. Dom not Dominique Green. Yes, thank you. He gives off big Toretto vibes, <laughs> this guy. <laughs> yeah, so what are we saying? Probably better than, <laughs> better than Goldfinger? Better than Goldfinger? Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. By leaps and yeah. bounds, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This guy was the worst. He looks... <laughs> you saw like John looks, Mulaney just said, what's the this worst? Guy, <laughs> this guy's the worst. This guy looks like... Um, 
I don't know. He looks like a financial advisor. Yeah, he he is not good at villainry. He's a tiny little Frenchman. Tiny little man. With big old bug eyes. <laughs> God, it's eyes. Nice. And <laughs> pretty yellow teeth, honestly. Like a passy mouth. Yeah. Like, I don't, maybe not a passy mouth, but like I, this dude's ugly. Let's just. Say oh that. wow, I think it's hideous. There's uh, a yeah. few like uncanny valley moments with him where they film him from the side. And I'm like, he does not look human, and maybe that's intentional. <laughs> like, there's the part where there's the part where he they drop him off the elevator and he gets in the car, and he's just looking at David Harbor and Felix Leiter, and he just looks like subhuman. <laughs> like, mm. What the fuck is subhuman? <laughs> yeah, uh, Matthew uh, Amaric is his name. Yeah, he's a little French guy. Yep, I don't know if I've ever seen him really in anything else that I can remember. Mm. Oh well, hopefully he still gets work. I feel bad that he was in this movie. I kind of didn't even think he was that good. Like his choices were so weird. He's he was stilted in his speech, and I feel like that's not writing. That's him. I don't know. I just think he was also just bad. Yeah, not good. Yeah, I was reading the IMDb trivia, so take it with a grain of salt what I'm about to say, but. Apparently, he did some interview where he was very disappointed that he didn't, he wasn't, he said that his character wasn't interesting at all. He really wished he had something to work with, like a scar, like a Blofeld had, or just anything. But he was just like, they didn't want him to have anything like that. So, <laughs> and I agree with him on that. I think he could have used something. He had bug eyes. Yeah. Maybe that's what still it didn't yeah. still didn't uh, do no, much. No, he didn't have <laughs> no. no. Instead of giving him a scar, they decided to lean in to someone else's scar. My God, <laughs> they really wanted yeah. her. You, they wanted you to know that Camille was in a fire at one point. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. At one point, that scar was fresh. Do you know the story? Just on mm. the middle of her back. So she got a tattoo removed two weeks before filming, and they said we need to incorporate that in the in the movie. That's oh, why it looks kind of fresh. <laughs> like on the edges of it's white still because it's a fresh fucking scar, not from when she was a baby. I didn't even oh, think about that. I was gonna say, but I was like, this girl's skin to burn. is perfect everywhere else. <laughs> Did they throw right there. A, a fireball at her back? <laughs> yeah. What happened? She was standing with her back to like a hole in the wall. <laughs> yeah. Talk about Black Widow. Or uh, by the way, uh, wasn't she burned in that as well? Yeah, I think so. Oh, see? She loves a good burn scar, this lady. Small world. Mm. Okay, so yeah. James- so yeah, we get a bit of exposition as far as movie plot goes here. Uh, Dominic, uh, we basically found out he was going to have Camille killed because she cheated on him, uh, is what I was getting from this dead body in the water that he shows her. Uh, Green then meets with uh, our other villain in this movie. A better villain, if you ask me. Uh, General Medrano of Bolivia shows up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we find out that Green wants to uh, help him take over, become the president of Bolivia. Uh, in return, Green wants a large section of the desert to be signed over to him. A seemingly worthless piece of desert. Yeah. They make that clear also quite a few times. Uh and then at that point, uh, we find out Camille wants to kill this general. So Green, in a you know, a way, I guess, gives her to the general. Mm-hmm. And we find out that the general is a pretty despicable asshole later on in the movie. But sadistic yes. rapist. 
Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yes. Absolute. Who uh, killed uh, Camille's whole family. Yeah. So. And we think that probably raped the mother. I think she. I think she implicitly said he did. Ah. What a fucking bummer. Okay. So yeah, that happens. Uh, at that point, Bond essentially shows up on the dirt bike. He uh, jumps a couple of boats, and then we begin a goat a goat chase. A, a boat goat chase. <laughs> that would have been a, a much pro. better. <laughs> a boat chasing, which. Let me just say, less than mediocre. Yeah. Not great. That whole interaction <laughs> with Madrano and Green, I was bored out of my skull. And as soon as the, the boat chase yeah. started, I was like, okay, here we go. And then I was just like, why is Once this again, bored. <laughs> yeah. He's driving the biggest piece of shit boat. But we got to talk about Dominic Green's henchman. Yes, we uh, got to talk about Elvis. Elvis. His name yeah. was Elvis? His name was Elvis. I didn't Elvis. catch that. Holy shit. Um, I was referring to him as Bullcut the entire time, but oh his name is Elvis. God, the most unimpressive. When you compare <laughs> him to Gabor from yeah. who had the just fucking... Just He's the worst instrument. Thick guy with beautiful <laughs> yeah. hair. This guy was well, you know. 5'11", 125 <laughs> pounds with a... Fucking bowl cut. He just Which makes... we learn is a wig. That's oh, actually yeah. a toupee. <laughs> it's a, it's a two, it's a toupee. For no reason. <laughs> he yeah, just makes I... faces. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't do a guy. Least thing. intimidating henchman I've ever seen. Yeah, we, I mean, he definitely goes up the ranks of like a odd job, a Jaws. Uh, right up there. <laughs> uh, Dave Batista, whose name I can't remember right now. Hinks. Hinks, Hinks. yes. Yeah. yeah. Definitely, definitely toward the top right amongst all of Effective. them. Effective. For fuck's sake. Oh yeah, this was ridiculous. <laughs> this whole gang here is the worst. I can't yeah, believe they were able to kill that, that guy. There's another guy that comes in later who's not introduced very well, but has jaundice for sure. His face is so <laughs> yellow. <laughs> I don't know. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. What This movie just does everything right. It's all I get from this it's doing all the right moves yeah so the boat chase yeah we'll also get the boat had chase. terrible cgi oh for absolutely I, i'm sure this was a big budget movie uh, uh again pulled this from imdb so grain of salt everyone uh this was apparently was the most expensive bond movie ever how Up to that point how, where did it get where'd the money go yeah all the that Gila monster shot in the desert. I bet they had to. Oh, that was, you know what? It was probably point. in editing. <laughs> all the cuts. They had to hire 400 editors for this movie. Oh, and then all the cameras that were shooting all these different angles. That's right. 10,000 cameras in every room. I need 100 cameras ready to go at all times. And I, I must know what that director was paid because overpaid. I don't care what he was paid. Way He's... overpaid. Garbage. Wait. Yeah, I'm. You know, I looked this up earlier, but he is so unmemorable. Oh, he ended up doing uh, World War Z. Uh, if you ever saw that, the worst. <laughs> and I, I've never seen something have less to do with a book than that than a movie than that movie. At least yeah, adaptations I agree. do something. All they said was, "Oh, it's a zombie book." Okay, that was all. <laughs> yeah, There's and nothing. changed the whole fucking dynamic of it. Couldn't um, believe it. He also directed Finding Neverland. That's a real jump from this. Uh, and, oh, he directed Monster's Ball. 
His name's Mark. No, Foster. No, yeah. Forster. Really? Yeah, he directed Monsters Ball. Oh, wow, wow. Huh? He's. I mean, very interesting. Um, a not up. a bad resume. I mean, yeah. Um, okay. So anyway, so yeah. Where are we? So but the bad James captures Camille, rescues her. We'll say, even though she didn't want to be. Yeah. Yes, he didn't know that at the time. No. Uh, finds out later, but he rescues Camille from the dictator and then hands her to some random guy. Yeah. Her and, unconscious body. Yeah. And by the way, at this Which, point, uh, yeah, he hands over this uh, unconscious girl. Uh, at this point also, we get, uh, if we haven't mentioned it, uh, the song No Good About Goodbye by Shirley Bassey was one of the rejected themes by this movie. Um, loved it. What segue did you use to get there? No, no, I'm getting there. You didn't <laughs> okay. let me finish. Okay. You didn't let me finish. <laughs> so, at this point in the movie, they actually use the score from their rejected song in uh, this movie, which is yeah. insane. <laughs> uh, I would suggest everybody go listen to that song. It is on YouTube. Anyway. I, this There's a part right here that blows my mind. I, I had to rewind it to make sure. But she says green. She mentions the name green. And James goes, Dominic Green? And then in the next scene, he goes, run a search on Dominic Green. Because he has no idea mm-hmm. who that is. Where did he get the yeah. name Dominic? Where did he get that name? No. Yeah, I, I agree. Where did he hear it from? He, all, he, all he heard was Green, and he said, Dominic Green? I don't know the who world that is. world famous? I've never heard of that name before. I'm going to have to have my team search who he is in the next scene. <laughs> yeah. And again, this... <sighs> yeah, <laughs> it's pointless. But anyway, he ha- he calls headquarters and gets some information on Green. Uh, they give us a little background that he's has an environmental organization that are buying up large parcels of land for ecological preserves. This comes back later in the movie, uh, if you care <laughs> at all. I do not. Because <laughs> I certainly did not. <laughs> all right, we then find uh, out that the CIA... Especially, uh, or specifically, our good friend Felix Leiter, who came back in this movie, Jeffrey Wright, and his boss, an agent named Bean, played by uh, fucking David Harbour. Didn't realize he was in this movie. No, Mm -hmm. me neither. A fresh-faced David Harbour. (laughs) You know what? Speaking of Black Widow. Yeah. He's in that, too. Yeah. He's in that, and Uh he'll be, he's coming back to his his show that made him famous, coming out soon. Yeah. Blaine, get on Netflix. I have that Netflix. <laughs> he just did not realize. I, I was kind of angry Netflix had it, although I'm not upset that I didn't have to pay for it. Damn so, it. Of course. I was not angry at all. Yeah. I was like, yeah, let's pay shit. <laughs> I really wanted them to upgrade to some better things, but yeah, glad. I'll never have to watch it again. I know that. So uh, at this point, we find out that the U.S. government and the CIA... Uh, make a deal with Green to ignore this Bolivian takeover with General um, name I can't remember right now, but Medrano. it's all right. Yep, that's it. And in exchange, they will get uh, any oil that is found because they suspect Green is buying these, acquiring these pieces of land for oil. Yeah, specifically. Um, real George W. Bush era shit. You know, it's about that time. Yeah, you know. Yep. Uh, Bitch, you cook. So, yeah. Black gold, <laughs> baby. <laughs> don't drop that shit. I'm pretty. God, you don't drop pretty that God shit. Pretty God, you don't um, drop that shit. 
All right. So then we get Bond. After all this, Bond kind of uh, tracks Green. And then we get Bond at the opera. In Austria. Yeah. I'm glad you figured that out. Because no I forgot reason. about it. And it certainly wasn't well, in my I notes. I got to say, Blaine, I don't know why you're hung up on that. Because every Bond movie, they bounce around different. Well, I know. I feel like they rely super heavy on this one. Okay. I, the, I, I think I heard. I don't know where I read this, but. They go to more locations in this one than any Bond movie. That is correct. This That's is the most locations. Because the story was shit. So they're like, hey, we'll show you pretty I was going to say, and you'd think that makes this a better movie, but it absolutely does not. How could it? <laughs> it's still a story. <laughs> yeah. There's too many factors working against this thing. Uh, so yeah, Bond shows up at this opera. And- this is the dumbest thing I've seen in a Bond movie. <laughs> Do you mean this eye opera? No. no. Oh. I'm talking about the meeting. The bad guys having a meeting at an opera. Oh. oh like, how okay. is that the cover? Does your little earpieces only work in this small setup of conference they, call? Yeah. Set up a I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. Or use one of those fucking uh, iPad tables like they have an MI6. I'm sure they got something like that. I didn't. I, I don't. What was going on? It seems like a very flawed way to have a meeting. I'll give you that. There's no good way about it. It was so stupid. It made me so angry. A, how does James know it'll happen? But why did they all get up when he when he revealed himself? They all he knew that they would all get up and show their face. I would have just been like, I would have moved it all. I would have. You know, Mr. White White figured it out. He's like, I'm not going to fucking move. I'm going to stay as still as possible. I'm not going to give myself up here. No, no. Yeah, it was... And don't even get me started on this fucking phone that James uses to take pictures of the backs of their heads. Now, somehow, hold on. We just... Okay. This we, is our second gadget in this I'm movie. So, okay. He did use it earlier. We forgot They must have had the, um, the Faceback app downloaded yeah. from the other guys <laughs> so, because they could figure out... He was taking pictures of the backs of their heads. And then it would turn around magically to reveal oh, their face. Oh, this is a bad guy. We'll send it to MI6. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's lame. It's fucking it's lame. Like, it's lame. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else to say. It's just... James even tells them, this isn't a good place to do this. Yeah. He makes mention of better, it, which yeah. I laugh. You love a, yeah. a commentary of a bad idea being, st- being talked about by one of your main characters. It's probably yeah. the best place to do this. <laughs> You're yeah. right. Yeah, we uh, we agree. We also, are. they're singing the whole time, and I'm trying to have a conversation about some serious shit. I would shit. not be able to concentrate on no. anything going on. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fucking terrible... Not to mention, didn't they all give them like a fucking cue pin to wear? Yeah. It was... Yeah. So Why do they have that. <laughs> not very little conspicuous there. Holy shit! You think that's where these uh, these fucking uh, Trump people got all that cute shit? They're quantum. all quantum fans. They're all quantum. Well, uh, <laughs> I mean they Q. Yeah. If, so, if hey, if you're a member of QAnon, let us know. <laughs> if we find out that Q is a huge quantum fan, it almost makes him worse, and I don't know how he can be worse. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? It seems like he probably would be. Um, opera. What are you gonna do? What do you do? What are you gonna do? So yeah. So then we have uh, a gunfight with uh, no less than three thousand cuts, and uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all done in silence, I guess, to make it seem art 
see <laughs> don't under i mean it's a it's a move yes by the director but if you looked closely there was a plastic bag floating in the background <laughs> yes it was probably the most beautiful thing i've ever it was seen yeah lovely mm-hmm. no it's a uh, dog blaine, shit. that's blaine's favorite movie and blaine's favorite actor starring in that movie it is it is yes. <laughs> yeah of all time it's his, his favorite actor of all time wait what kevin spacey <laughs> in american beauty I mean, I used to like Kevin Spacey, honestly. I think we all did. We yeah. all did, yeah. Yeah. We all yeah. did. Um, he made some choices, much like the director here. Um, you know, I, I got to say, that used to be you know one of my favorite movies. Then after Kevin Spacey, I dropped it. But my new favorite movie now is Ghost Dad. Ghost Dad. Ghost Dad. <laughs> if you look up the poster to that movie, that's a funny joke. Anyway. <laughs> I, I don't know it. Is that him? Is he in that one? I think you should look up... The poster to that movie. I, I can't. Standing while I continue is he on, standing behind a boy. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> anyway, so okay. yeah, so Bond uh, gets into a gunfight. He ends up throwing a security guard <laughs> off. Okay. Thank okay. you. Okay. Thank you. It's Thank you, Corey. It's Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Corey. <laughs> Very good joke. <laughs> thank you so back. much. Call back to Dr. Bill. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> and that poster works so well. <laughs> uh, anyway. Please continue. Yeah. <laughs> so then Bond drops the security guard off the window, uh, the roof, and then uh, Green's people end up shooting this guy because he saw Green's face. Which uh, Bond, Bond gets, gets blamed for, and he doesn't yeah. defend himself. Yeah, he yeah, burned what an off asshole. the building, but he didn't shoot him. The guy was alive when he landed. Okay? <laughs> he was. He was fine. He was... James, James doesn't care at all <laughs> There's about that as well. anything because no. he's still so sad about Vesper, mm-hmm. which we find out about again. Yeah. <laughs> you still hung up on her. Yeah. James, that was 48 I wish ago. M would just say, you got to get the fuck over this. You've killed 95 <laughs> people since she died. Yeah. There's been a lot of shit going on. Grow the fuck up, you 40-year-old man. Uh, Anyway, so at that point, Bond is told to come in. He refuses. M shuts off his credit cards. Restricts his movements. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because she thinks he's going rogue, which he does every movie. So it's not that big of a surprise. I also liked right here that we got to see M's nighttime routine before she goes to bed. That was also fun. She's going in for a soak. Yeah, she's going to do a soak. She's putting the lotion on her face. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Got to maintain the bod. Yeah. She, I mean, hey, she's still married, so. So, we we know, uh, I guess, sorry, the next part, mm-hmm. we're there at the airport. Yeah. James is trying to leave to follow the next clue. Yeah. Whatnot. And we find out that his credit card has been declined. Mm-hmm. They do like nine cuts of him trying to buy a plane ticket. <laughs> yes, they do. They cut to the credit card being swiped. They cut back to the lady's face, his face. It's mm-hmm. so stupid. Why? I don't know what the goal of all this was. Yeah. I didn't need mm-hmm. to see the credit card being swiped. Yeah. It's really dumb. Really, really dumb. I, just... I don't take it away. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, I know he goes to Italy after this. I just don't remember how he gets there. So... Bond arrives in um, Italy once again, uh, and he goes to meet his old friend, uh, Mathis. 
who apparently lives on a fucking castle on a hill. Uh, they set him up nicely. I see. Yeah, so we get Mathis and uh, Mathis's girlfriend. And uh, just a quick little story. I know uh, I told you guys about that James Bond party I went to where the guy wore the blue uh, bathing suit from Goldfinger. Mm-hmm. All right, so here's a little fun. Um, for that party, I actually wore the outfit James is wearing in this scene. The black sweater? Uh, the cardigan with cardigan, the white shirt yes. underneath. Yeah. I love that cardigan. Yeah. I liked this outfit. I liked this outfit a lot. Um, anyway, so long story short. Mm. Yeah, so apparently, so James, at the end of Casino, they want us, again, we're connecting this horse shit. Uh, they thought Mathis was a bad guy, and he basically got tortured, but he ended up being innocent. Mm-hmm. So the British government bought him a villa in Italy. Oh, he was acting like a bad guy. He was he was doing yeah. some shady shit. Um, but again, that was last week, right? Right. Yeah. He seems it was... fine. He seems like he's been retired <laughs> yeah. for a while now. <laughs> yeah, he's got a new girlfriend who wants him to put his hands all over her body. Um, looks, you know, he looks settled in. Yeah. yeah, he looked comfy. She he made references comfy. that he never buys fine wine. He always buys cheap wine. Always being the key word there. He's lived there for a while. Yeah. So yeah. what's the timeline? I t- and I- you know what? What's crazy is that they sit down and talk about fucking Vesper. <laughs> I don't care. All, no one cares. All roads lead back to her. <laughs> And I don't think we've said it enough. This is a person he was his girlfriend for two weeks, I believe. It was not a long period of time. Any fucking way. Um, So (laughs) I know Blaine will say it anyway. With this man's dying breath, that's all he's thinking about. (laughs) That's all he's thinking about. (laughs) We'll get there. And then very next scene, they talk about this bitch again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, somehow he convinces Mathis to go to Bolivia with him after all the bullshit he put Mathis through. He's like, all right, fine. (laughs) I'll go hang with you again. I'm an old man. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, There's a scene on an airplane where they talk about Vesper. They have a heart to heart. Bond's getting wasted on this fucking virgin Atlantic plane. Uh, I got to tell you, had another big problem with his drink. Big problem. A, oh, okay. it's, it's three parts Gordon's gin, a gin we have previously established is shit. Gin one part, in general. W- yeah. One part vodka. Why? What's that doing? Mm. Nothing. Mm. And yeah. then a part, it's 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 Kina Lille, which is not a liqueur that exists anymore since 1986. So <laughs> no one would have that on their shelves at all. Let alone on an airplane? Now, Lille Blanc exists, but it's totally different. So why are they calling it mm. Kina Lille? Well, that doesn't exist anymore. And it drives me nuts every time. It happened in Casino Royale too, and I was just like, what What are they trying to tell us? That that these bartenders have 40, like 30 plus year old bottles of 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 liqueur that they just keep for <laughs> randos that might order them? No. I wonder how many people that bothered. I was like going to say, you. I was going to say, Corey, of all the things, this is why I love you. <laughs> of all the things that could have bothered you in this movie, I love that that was one of them. You could definitely, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that's 
fucking hilarious. I love that. Yeah. Those are great fun facts. Thank you, sir. <laughs> it's dumb. It's dumb. And I, here's yeah. the thing. If it was just Jen and that, because I'm <laughs> just saying, it'd probably be pretty good. But it's a drink that can exist because mm-hmm. that doesn't exist anymore. But if it was just gin and Lillet, that's not bad. That's fine. It's probably a pretty good drink. So I just, mm-hmm. I, but why is he adding vodka to it? What does that do? Go have a go have a Long Island if you want to mix li- liquors like that. Corey, he's sad. <laughs> yeah, about Vesper. This is the drink he named after her. What was that? that? No one else cares about but him. <laughs> Andrew might know. There was like a movie where this girl makes a drink for. She's like, I made you a drink, and it was it was just vodka and whiskey, whiskey mixed together. And I, to this day, I was like, what was she doing? Oh, my God. Like, no, I, I don't remember that, but that sounds hideous. <laughs> Jesus oh. Christ. What an evil woman that was. Uh, yeah, but we got to save all that. Uh, we got, we're going to save all this barroom talk for... Uh, Corey and I's uh, Cheers uh, podcast that we do. <laughs> you should rewatch all Cheers. Episodes. We watch all the Cheers episodes. Yep. So Norm gave. Norm. Yeah. Norm. A Norm rum and Coke. <laughs> what? What? A Cuba Libre for Christ's sake. Get out. Get the fuck it out of here. It was Thanksgiving. Doesn't matter. Anyway. Yeah. So we'll save it for that podcast. We're on our, uh, we're on the season finale of, uh, Cheers. We're about to move into Frasier, and we'll have another 200 episodes on that. Anyway, so... Ah, I forgot we're in we La Paz, Bolivia. Yeah, we moved sorry, to Bolivia. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. just I just love how he was like, and Kina Lele, which is not vermouth. <laughs> I will say, he really wanted to stress that. Oh it God. is not. No, we I know, dude. I, <laughs> I think I know Corey's This Made the Final Cut Award. I feel... Pretty confident. I can get. <laughs> what so, are you thinking? So stupid. This movie is ridiculous. Uh, so we finally land in Bolivia and we meet uh, our second Bond girl of the movie. Yes. Uh, Agent Fields. Strawberry Fields. I was going to say. It's forever. Yeah. I wonder how long it has been her name. You know, I from what I understand since birth, which weird fucking first name. So weird. forever? Yeah, there we go. You know what? You know what? <laughs> God, I wish I was in a better mood from this movie to get that Damn joke. It. I'm You're sorry. in a fine mood. You're in a fine I'm mood. doing just fine. She becomes oil fields forever later on. Oh, Look at you. Oh. See, you, you sharp as a tack. Look at that. Uh, I did like this scene where she was going to check them into this really shitty hotel, and Bond's like, uh, no. <laughs> I'm not gonna. Stay We're here. still teachers. We just won yeah. the lottery. Yeah, I like that they go to the super swank uh, hotel. She's also this wearing pro- the typical prostitute wear of can't see what's underneath her clothes because she's just wearing a trench coat. Yeah. <laughs> it's like okay, so she's gonna fuck James imminently. Yeah, see, I call that the pervert where you're just naked underneath the uh, trench coat. But however you want to put it, either one. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they end up at what I would argue is the ni- one of the nicest fucking hotels I've ever seen in my life, and of course, uh, James sleeps with Strawberry Fields immediately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He mentions the word stationary, and that's all she needed. Yeah, she was done. Turned her into little strawberries and cream. Those fields got watered. <laughs> he gave her the cream. Yes, <laughs> oh, he provided God. it. 
Uh, yep. Berries and what else? <laughs> <laughs> We're terrible people. Um. Anyway, so we uh James then gets invited to a party. Uh, Mathis brings him an invitation for a part uh party slash fundraiser that Green is holding, and we head over to the party. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> So yeah, we head there. Uh, we still see that Camille is still alive and uh, was invited to this party, even though Green tried to have her killed not more than a day ago. Um, and she kind of fucks up him getting a check from a wealthy donor, mm-hmm. and then just uh, kill her again in yeah. fucking public. <laughs> yep. Tries one more time. Bond intervenes uh, and takes Camille. And at that point. Uh, Strawberry Fields trips Elvis. He falls down the stairs and his fucking wig comes off. fucking wig comes off. (laughs) One of the better parts of this movie. (laughs) He's he's the worst henchman that's ever even been imagined. I I think that's fair. I I think that's absolutely fair. I just gotta... If you gotta wear a toupee, how's that the one you land on? Yeah. (laughs) How's the one... how, How do you pick that? Jesus Christ! It's Remind not even me a bowl cut. It's like it's so high up on the set. It's obvious, not real hair. But well, it did falls I ever sh- off his head? Did I ever show you the British parliamentarian that wears yes you that did. surfer haircut? You oh did. God, Corey, I'll have to show you that sometime. That guy's a fucking joke. Um. Anyway, so at that point, uh, Bond and Camille leave in a car. They're pulled over by Bolivian police, who we find out. Are probably working for Quantum as well. Quantum. Well, we did uh, they forget s- to mention that Mathis was meeting with the Colonel. Uh, he mentioned him a couple times, and then James actually meets yes. the Colonel, and a, a guy who comes back later. There, you, yes, you are correct. Comes back later on in the movie. Um. So yeah, we meet the police, and then we find that. Through their search of Bond's car, Mathis has been stuffed in the trunk and ends up getting shot uh, by the police officers before Bond kills both the cops. Well, let me Bond let me talk about this. <laughs> what a great friend. The <laughs> best friend. He's still alive? Okay, let me make sure he gets shot in the We back. had a heart-to-heart last night. Oh, don't shoot me! <laughs> he picked him up out of the trunk, hugged him, Turned him towards the police and let the police shoot, shoot him. him. More and than then once. He threw his dead body in a fucking dumpster. <laughs> well, Trash. now, let's be fair. Not before, with his dying breath, talked about fucking Vesper. Talked about <laughs> Vesper. Before I die, I just want you to know you need to get over her. Another heart to heart. And well, then he throws him in the dumpster. And that's, that's what it's implied that the colonel is the police. He's the colonel of the police. And those are his yes. operatives. So he's the one responsible for killing Mathis. Which we find yeah. out for sure later on, but I'm going to save that part because I, I kind of love it. Yeah, the only note I have here is uh, how fucking pointless was all of this? My bigger note here is James is a huge piece of shit. <laughs> Very <laughs> he much used so. his friend as a human shield. <laughs> and then threw him in the dumpster. <laughs> threw him in the goddamn he dumpster. Said he'd, he'd he said he'd prefer this. He would he'd, mind. He wants he this. Mind. He loved the Meanwhile, trash. He was up on a hilltop in <laughs> Italy with an ocean view drinking wine. You made him come to Bolivia, <laughs> yeah. used him as a human shield, threw his lifeless body in a dumpster, 
You're an asshole, my friend. Oh, and took money out of his wallet. <laughs> I mean, it's just not nice. Well, I yeah. guess he didn't need and, it, but and we can't uh, forget did have him tortured for for an indeterminate an amount of time. Yeah, what a giant. and that was just two weeks ago <laughs> that all that happened. What a sack of shit. Yeah, Bond's an asshole in this real asshole. Oh my god. Okay, so then uh, he and Camille travel and. <laughs> Rent an airplane that he flies. I mean, okay, Bond can do anything, whatever. Again, they really wanted this scene to be better than it was. And I can't tell you how unmemorable of a airplane scene this was. Yeah, meh. They had a chase. Yeah, there was a shootout, uh, 900 cuts, and then Bond and Camille parachute into a fucking cave. Can we yeah. talk about how dead they would they be? They would be super. Yeah. They would be fucking splattered they, all over. They opened that parachute <laughs> maybe seven feet above the ground. Yeah. Yeah. They it wouldn't have done anything. They would have turned to goop immediately. We should have seen fucking ground. blood geysers come out of their skulls. They <laughs> yeah. would be dead. <laughs> At the very least, something's broken. But nope, they're perfectly fine. Perfectly Absolutely. Fine. Dandy. Just great. I... I was thinking when Camille is cold in the uh, cave, it's like it's probably that concussion you incurred from this giant fucking fall. But anyway, uh, so yeah, at that point, there. Uh, what turns out that they landed in a uh, reservoir, and they see that Green is hoarding water there. So the goal of Green is not so much oil, but that he wants to control water supply. Yeah, they in landed in an what used to be an underground river, which. Yeah. Dominic's group has used dynamite to dam up the underground river, which is the water supply for Bolivia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they make sure we know because in the <laughs> next for the next five minutes we see people trying to running out of water. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, just to catch people up, Bond and Camille leave this uh, reservoir. They go to this town where people are <laughs> dying of thirst. You would have thought that Bond and Camille might have said, you know, guys, I, it's a little bit of a walk, but if you go back that way, there's a whole fucking mountain of water if you want. We know where the lake. water is. Yeah. We know what's going yeah. on. Yeah. If you guys can, like, <coughs> move some rocks, yeah. you, your thing will fill back up. Uh, yeah. It, it'll be great for you guys. But and just wanted you to know. <laughs> 100% <laughs> used another freeze frame because that, that spigot is dripping s- kind of quickly, and then it just yeah. goes dead stop. I was like, dead, dead freeze stop. frame. Great. Another freeze frame. Uh huh. Yeah. But anyway, so at that point, Bond takes the bus back to his hotel. <laughs> he and Camille. And um, uh, so, yeah, they get back to the hotel. Bond goes up to his room and they discover uh, M is there with some agents. And we discover that Strawberry Fields is dead. And a complete, I want, I will be nice and use the word homage to Goldfinger. But this time she is covered in oil. Mm. Yeah. Black gold. Black gold, my friend. And this time they actually dunked her in it. So I was uh, close. Closer this time. Yeah. I love. <laughs> had a whole smelting operation in the, the upstairs of the hotel in Goldfinger. They yeah. Dip her in. Dip her in it. Let her harden and then bring her back to the room. <laughs> Uh, it seems more realistic than gold paint, but I digress. Uh, so yeah, so 
Um, Bond is taken into custody by the other agents. Um, he escapes, of course, in the elevator, and M lets him go because he has a hunch. Um, okay. Uh, so M lets him go. Uh, he finds Camille again, and they get back together to solve this mystery, whatever the case may be. At this point, uh, Bond contacts Felix, and they meet at a bar. Anything so far from you guys? Because <laughs> uh, I'm really trekking are, along things, here. Things are pretty dying down at this point. I got yeah. I, I like how um, kind of just <laughs> over all of it that Felix looked. <laughs> he yeah, so, he did. He was like, he's like, right. I hate being a secret agent. Yeah, I hate this asshole I work with. I hate all of this. Um, and Felix just dressed down as down can be. Um, I did forget the great Felix voice that Jeffrey Wright uses in this. It's I do like him here. He's Honestly, great. he's probably my other favorite part of this movie. <laughs> like he's great. He did so little, and it's. Yeah, I, I do think he could have gave James a little bit more of a heads up that the whole, like... He's like, uh, yeah. you got 30 seconds, I'm going to fill up all those 30 seconds, then I'm just going to yeah. say, now get him, move on. There's a <laughs> giant team of... Uh, CIA agents? CIA SWAT coming to kill you? <laughs> yeah. You might want to leave. Uh, Yeah, so there's that. Uh, da, 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 da. So after the agents show up... Uh, Felix lets uh, Bond know where he can find Green, and it's going to be in like a uh, hotel in the middle of the desert mm-hmm. where Green is going to meet up uh, with the general and etc. So we now enter in the final scene and set piece of our movie. And boy, we got there quick this time. <laughs> we got there real quick. Uh, so just a few things to cover. In this scene... Green has brought General Madrano a large sum of money, and he signs over the rights to the desert as well as uh, exclusive water rights. Can we just... I want to make sure everyone understands what the villain's plot was in this movie. (laughs) Please do. It was, here we go, to get rights... To distribute water at yeah. twice the normal price. Mm-hmm. That's it. That that's what he wanted to do. That's what he wanted mm-hmm. to do. How much money does he give that dictator? Oh, I don't uh, remember. He, he hands him like a briefcase uh, of money uh, to help him. Like a whole. Was it 200, 200 euros? One hundred. Uh, I, I, I don't know. know. A large bucks. A large <laughs> sum <laughs> of money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why not just? I don't know how much. How much money they're going to get is from he the water? making from doubling the water bill? Yeah, in Bolivia. And why does Quantum care? Why do they want this money? I don't know. <laughs> These are questions I, not answered. I mean, they basically ret, they basically retcon it to where none of this shit matters because the whole goal was. To make James sad, right? <laughs> right. I mean, from what <laughs> I can tell, to, to Blofeld, yeah. <laughs> Inspector, we just want to fuck with James. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Kidding. We want control over everything, but also we just want to fuck with you. <laughs> I mean, it's so dumb, so stupid. But that is his. It's the dumbest shit. 
Yeah, it's a terrible. It's worse than Lashif's plan. Oh, I don't oh, know yeah. about that. At least, <laughs> at least Lashif was trying to make his uh, make some bank for himself. Mm. It's just you guys are doing a lot of work for Lashif here, but that's he okay. He was rigging the stock market. That's okay. He was making people pay t- double for water. I guess it's <laughs> sinister because you need water, but yeah. I, I mean, look, these I poor, hate him. These poor Bolivian women walk around with their fucking uh, boil, bowler, bowler hats. hats. They love hats in Bolivia. That's a real thing. I know. I think that's the coolest do, part about that is they're like, yeah. It is very yeah. cool. And then he tries to act, again, real sinister by talking about, he's saying, like, cut, he'll cut off his balls and put them in his mouth. And he's yeah, asleep. I'm not buying it. Green. I'm like, just just shoot that dude <laughs> if he says that to you. What do you even do? You're going to let this dork talk to you like that. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, fuck him. Uh, so, uh, Madrano is kind of pissed about the whole thing, but not for long, because he's going to get super rapey with a waitress in the fucking... Uh, mm. Hotel room right after this. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, yeah. That was a troubling scene. <laughs> I didn't like yeah. that at all. A little much. Yeah. Extremely. I I don't know why we needed no. that. No. I mean, I already think this guy. This is a bad dude who deserves to die. I don't know if we needed that little extra tidbit, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, so Bond and Camille are able to get into the hotel. Bond fires maybe two bullets and sets off the biggest fucking explosion. We, well, we failed to mention they, uh, when talking about the hotel in a previous scene, saying how it was run on like hydrogen or something like that. Mm. And I guess that means that every single hotel room has a bomb inside <laughs> of it. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. place is not safe at all. <laughs> this was the ho- And also, you're telling me that in the end when he shoots that one, that the fire that was all around it that whole time wouldn't have already ignited that no, one. No, Corey, you don't understand it how that works. <laughs> this was the Hindenburg of hotels. It was, for sure. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's insane what starts going on. So, at that point, uh, Camille uh, lets out the traumatized uh, waitress, and she goes to kill Madrano. Uh, they get into a fight. He licks her face. Again, very creepy. Uh, but she ends up shooting him, killing him dead. Which no one is sad about. Good for her. Good for Avenged her, her family, all the, all the above, if you care about that at all. Uh, and then at the same time, we get what I'm going to call the greatest matchup in the history of James Bond movies. And that's Dominic Green and... <laughs> James Bond, get into a fight. Guys. <laughs> Guys. This is... Yeah, go ahead. This guy is I'm like... Gonna, I'm going to let Blaine go ahead. This five <laughs> foot three bag of bones. This decrepit little French piece of shit trying to fight the specimen that, that is. is Daniel Craig's James Bond. Ripped fucking... Badass everything, and he's gonna get into a fight. I guess that's why they let him grab an axe, and he screams. That I was he gonna say, shrieks the he is entire screaming. time. Yeah, like a child, maybe. <laughs> it is so wild. I mean, to his credit, 
guy took a stamina potion or something because he was just unlimited <laughs> was with those swings. I, like, I also oh my did not like how, how many swings he yeah. had. I also did not like how long they let him have the upper hand in this fight. That also got on my oh, nerves. Yeah, kind of a while. I wish it would have just been he tried to hit him once, James caught his hand and just punched him right in the face, and then it would have been done. <laughs> yeah. That would have been still still somehow do the axe in the foot because that Honestly, I, I wish the fight would just start with him swinging the axe, hitting his foot, and being done. <laughs> Yeah, that makes that seems like this guy. This was not an intimidating, and at no point do I think they were trying to make him seem intimidating, bad guy. Why? By his own admission, he's he's not an interesting character. Have this be a climactic fight? I I think they try. I would have rather seen Elvis fight. To be honest, watch that wig fly off. I don't even remember how Elvis I died, don't by the either. <laughs> when we started talking <laughs> about him earlier, gone. I was like, wait, does Bond kill him? Or does he just not show up ever again? I think he falls down the stairs, and that's the last time we see him. Well, you know what? <laughs> he was there. Oh, he was in the hotel. Well, I don't know. I don't know how he died. I mean, uh, he probably blew up with the rest of his fucking people, but this is, that was the silliest shit. But yeah, so Dominic Green swings the axe, ends up hitting himself in the foot... <laughs> Which did make me laugh out loud. I did like that. <laughs> I did laugh. Yeah. I was like, ah. <laughs> that was a great one. Um, so, yeah, we get that wonderful fight. This hotel is exploding at a rate that's ridiculous. Uh, and then we get what I'm going to call a real Return of the Living Dead moment when we see Bond planning on shooting Camille and himself so they don't burn to death. Mm-hmm. Maybe the only redeeming thing in this movie? I don't know. Mm, I disagree. I didn't like it. Okay. Oh, I, uh, I thought they gave up quick. I mean, yeah. they're just like, I mean, I he just burn alive. ran into the room. <laughs> Take the same route out. Yeah. Go the way you can. <laughs> well, you know, adrenaline and all. Oh, well. uh, at that point, they're about to give in, and then Bond, like Corey mentioned earlier, Shoots a canister that for some reason has yet to blow up from all the fire around it. <laughs> Very interesting. Um, of course, they escape, find green in the desert. Uh, they drive him deeper into the desert. And they leave him there. And Bond only leaves him with some motor oil to drink. Mm-hmm. Which we all know in a bind. Motor oil will do it for you. Um, he drank that motor he oil. He sure did. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Why he? That means he picked up the motor oil and took it with him. Yep. <laughs> I gotta stop at the convenience store. <laughs> just stay in the car. <laughs> you want anything to drink? You want a Red Bull? I've been like, what an asshole! I'm just, I'm just gonna leave the motor oil on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I have to say. I'm glad. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. So, yeah, Bond just is a dick. Leaves him in the middle of the desert. With only motor oil. He's the most boring villain and he gets the most boring yeah. death. Yeah. Perfectly fine, I guess. And at this point, I got to tell you, when I was watching this movie, I was like, oh, well, at least the movie's over. <laughs> at least this is it. It's oh, not. fuck no. We still got one last thing we to do. We got to shoehorn another fucking <laughs> Vesper thing in here. So then we end up in Russia. Uh, we go from desert. Well, I should probably mention well, that Camille yeah. gets the most unsanctimonious send-off I've ever seen for a character in a James Bond movie. <laughs> it's 
All right, get out here. This I think this is a train station. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> We've had no romantic tension this whole time. I'm going to give you big wishes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and of course, her ending line is, "I hope you get over the bullshit you're dealing with." <laughs> Jesus Christ. Even this person you met a day ago sees you got some baggage, bro. <laughs> you got some real baggage about this girl you used to like. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, Ava, can we just? I mean, Ava Green is very pretty. Got at least. I mean, that. no one's taking that away from her. She's fetching, she's fetching. But this dude is about to throw his whole life away because of her. Um, and uh, of course, everybody listening to Casino Royale know how we feel about Vesper. At the end of the day, I just didn't need this movie to keep fucking bringing it up. Anyway, so we end up in Russia and we meet the dude that Vesper was seeing at the time. The dude. The dude. Um, and I got to tell you, by the time I got here, <laughs> I totally fucking forgot about this guy. I had And no was idea. so confused. I had no idea. <laughs> I think everyone did. I mean, I really, I looked up Quantum Solace and everyone's like, who's the guy at the end of Quantum Solace? <laughs> I was like, I was like okay, wow. I, I really was, was perplexed and was like, Oh, like I, I really took me a minute to follow through. But yeah, so ends up this guy's a quantum agent. Who honey dicks ladies. Yeah, that's his big. Uh, honey dicks other agents. Yeah, or people that work for MI6. Uh, by the way, this lady worked for Canadians. Uh, yeah, they're not doing much. I didn't know Canadians had like a I'm sure. spy ring. They have a government. I mean, well, I know they have they government, have intelligence but agencies. you would think that they're more heavily relying on our spy network. I didn't know Canadians had their own spy network. I mean, they have their own army, so. Maybe. Oh, that's fair enough. Makes fair enough. <laughs> also, uh, Kate Beckett from Castle. Okay. All you Castle fans. All you Castle <laughs> yeah. fans out there. Uh, <laughs> for that one guy. <laughs> You'll know her from the hey show man, Castle. I like, I like Monk and I like Castle and I've seen every episode of it. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. This is the television show where the main plot is a mystery writer helps solve mysteries. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I got to tell you, I liked it better when it was Murder, She Wrote. So. <laughs> I actually prefer Manslaughter, She Wrote. You know. It, mm. it Nice. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> Not my joke. Credit to credit to Paul Tompkins. All right. <laughs> uh, for anybody out there who's looking for a new show to watch, there's a little show called Murder She Wrote. Um. Yeah. So now, okay. So Bond has a talk with M. <laughs> Damn guys. Uh, M <laughs> moving right yeah. on. Uh, M lets Bond know that they found Green's body with Motorola in his stomach. And, a little side note, Felix got promoted. Good for Felix. You know, I gotta ask this question. Sure. Would M really be flying her old ass around no. as the head of MI6 <laughs> no, to no. all these different locations? Not at all. Not at all. Also, is it common protocol to have your the head of the department uh, just outside of the building where an assassination is supposed to be taking place? No, 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 no. Seems odd. <laughs> no, um, no, no. To, none of the. By the way, M's just not head of a department. She's head of the entire Secret Service of uh, the United Kingdom. So, she flew everywhere that Bond went. This yeah, she really got involved in a way 
She didn't need to <laughs> at all. And listen, if you don't trust the man, just fire him. Why are <laughs> yeah. you why are you like keeping tabs on him this much and traveling Real all Real weird relationship God. these two have that I think we're gonna see a little bit more of in Skyfall. Uh the successor to this movie. Um and that guys is the Quantum of Solace. Um Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, but we failed. We didn't mention that at the end, James drops his little Vesper necklace to show that he's finally letting it go. So we think. James. That's not at all what I thought. I I was thinking maybe he thought that Vesper necklace was actually her necklace. But then when he sees the same necklace on Kate Beckett, he was like, this is fucking his necklace. So this means nothing. That's what I thought about. Oh, so you were saying that actress was Kate Beckett. I thought you were like saying the, the character Kate Beckett from Castle is a Canadian operative. No, that actress. I is didn't Kate know. <laughs> Stana Stana Kotick, I think. Well, is I have no idea. Anyways, I, I, I love that's a, what you put together. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about Vesper. Damn it! It doesn't make it doesn't change anything. I didn't think anything of at all when he dropped it. I was like, "Well, this movie's finally over. I can stop taking notes now." (laughs) What a what a giant! What an interesting movie. Well, folks, we've reached the end of Quantum of Solace, and uh, at this point, as you all know, we like to go into our awards and uh, scoring section. But before we do that, why don't we take a quick break? Sounds good. Taking a break. Beautiful as always, Corey. Okay, we'll be back in a second. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Okay. So now it's time for us to give out some awards and give our scores for Quantum of Solace. Uh, this should be interesting. So... Let's go ahead and start with our awards for this movie. Blaine, I'm going to start with you. What would you say is the best death in this movie? Our best death award? Ooh. Hmm. Um, oh, okay. I, he didn't die when this happened, but I like when James has let the guy fall off the roof. Okay. <laughs> and then he got shot. I just liked that. Mm. Okay. I just um, like that. I just <laughs> liked He just said, oops. It was uh, not nice, <laughs> that whole sequence. Yeah. What nice on Jane? What nice? Jane? Jane? Gum? <laughs> gum. Jane Gum. Uh, only speaks in rhymes. Ah. Um. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that one would be my favorite. All right. Corey, what about you? Um, I'm actually going to slightly change this today to best kill. And I'm going to say Mitchell was the best kill because we don't actually see him die. But mm. I think the way James kills him is pretty cool. With the whole rope, rope dangling, then twist, twist around the rope and shoot. It's cool. It's the coolest you like the thing. Scene. Yeah, that's the coolest looking thing in the movie to me. That's that's a good call. Yeah, it's not bad. That's pretty good. Yeah, not bad. Um, <laughs> me, I'm gonna go with uh, Miss Strawberry Fields, drowning oh. in the oil. Yeah, mostly because it's a homage to another movie we liked. <laughs> so there we go. All right. Well, those are our awards for best deaths. Uh, Corey's is for best kill, though. He's got to break the mold. And next I mean, up is... It's still a death. 
Yeah. Unless he yeah. just missed that shot and Mitchell <laughs> got away. Yeah. He's dead. I mean, he is yeah. dead. He did die. <laughs> Bond just keeps it a secret. Nah, he got away. Oh. Did you kill him? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I killed him oh, on yeah, a fucking rope. Yeah, he's, he's dead. Yeah, he's up, up in a the guy sky. who's been killing everyone he meets doesn't kill this one guy. <laughs> the <laughs> Well, he misses. That's the problem. He missed. Yeah, he's uh, you know, he's on the. Uh, Look, I was hanging upside down. What do you want from yeah, me? Yeah, ropes. All right. So next up is going to be best line. Corey, I'm uh, not going to start with you. I'm going to start with Blaine. <laughs> hey. Okay, back to Blaine. Yeah. Fuck you, Corey. Okay. Not a lot of great lines in this movie. Not no, no. at all. My favorite line. So when they're interrogating. Mr. White, mm-hmm. he says, we have people everywhere. And later scene, M is ranting about that. And she says, who says florists say that? <laughs> and I, really, I do remember that. I yeah. love that. <laughs> Everybody says that. Florists say that. Florists say we have. Yes. I just so wish someone would come back and be like, okay. I mean, damn. <laughs> Seem a little upset by this. <laughs> so, Yes. Okay. That was mine. All right. Blaine's is uh, florists say that. Florists say that. All right. Andrew. Oh, I'm going? Oh, okay. Uh, Mine is, uh, so I got to kind of set it up a little bit. Uh, I actually liked this line. One of the only ones probably in this movie. But the setup is uh, when Bond meets up with Felix in the bar, Bond says to Felix, I was wondering uh, what South America would look like if nobody gave a damn about coke or communism. I've always been impressed at how you boys have carved up the uh, this place up around here. And Felix's response to him was, I'll take that as a compliment coming from a Brit. Mm. It's a great colonialism joke. Yes. <laughs> and that's about the only line I liked in this movie. Oh, so there we go. Okay. <laughs> from Felix Leiter. Corey, what about you? So mine also takes a little bit of a background, but (laughs) the reason I brought up the Colonel earlier was because I personally forgot all about him. And in Mm. the end hotel, the Colonel is there and he's driving out of the hotel and James flies down on his car and just yells, you and I had a mutual friend. And And once again, (laughs) I had to rewind and say, who was that? I I said the exact same thing, Corey. I was like, what is he talking about? (laughs) He's talking talking about Mathis, but I was just like, (laughs) yeah, he was talking about him. You and I had a mutual friend. (laughs) And it took me a minute to get it. I'm not going to lie. I was like, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about here. Um, okay, not a bad one. So we now come to our final award, and that's this made the final cut. Corey, I'm gonna start with you this time. I had something else written down, but admittedly, based on my reaction to it, I gotta say the drink, the the quinoa, <laughs> that whole scene. Just I, I would, knew it. <laughs> I would honestly would have been shocked. If it was something other than that, to be honest. <laughs> I was I originally put down the rape stuff. Don't need it. Get it out of here. No. But, no. Yeah. I totally I totally get that. Yeah. I was real pissed about that drink stuff. Um <laughs> How dare they do that? I couldn't believe I couldn't believe they let that pass uh the MPAA. Alright, so uh Corey's got uh <laughs> The bartending uh, <laughs> skills of this gentleman on the plane. The part, Blaine, what the bartending ab- scene. Let's just say that. Okay. Uh, Blaine, what about you? Okay. I have 
two that I'm going to do. I love it. The first one, just in general. It's funny that we call this, this made the final cut, mm-hmm. when it's all the fucking cuts. <laughs> that this made is it true. The movie. Yeah. The nine plus billion cuts of this movie. It was wild. But my real specific one is the toupee. Why? I think that guy thought it was an interesting character choice. <laughs> the toupee falling Nobody else off. did, like, but he did. We had to show that. I, I mean, it explained. Well, it didn't explain it. It's mm-hmm. That hair was terrible from the get-go. Yeah. <laughs> then we say, it's fake? What? I want to go more into him. Is that mystery? Oh. Was that mystery? Was that his peacock? <laughs> Underneath He's not. the hat, I guarantee mystery was balding. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Uh, uh. Yeah, so the toupee and all the cuts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, the good part about a toupee is you can really have any kind of hair you want, you and that's what he chose. <laughs> all right, so mine is going to be the Vesper boyfriend scene. When you have something that you bring up in the very first part of the movie and then bring it back at the end and have no other reference in between, it not only sucks, but I just don't <laughs> like uh, Vesper uh, integrating into the storyline. Yeah, honestly, they didn't build that guy up enough for me to be engaged when james confronted him remotely interested they didn't like work him into the rest of the story maybe like maybe he popped in some places no just he's helping green anything they just mentioned him in passing at the end the beginning showed him at the end yeah 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 dumb totally agree yeah hated it well you guys uh with that being said that ends our award ceremony now it's time that we jump into our scoring for this movie um, and once again, we all have some pretty uh, interesting thoughts about this movie. We all gave it a thumbs down. So let's jump into scoring. Ooh. We have seven distinct categories in which we score a James Bond movie. And our first one is going to be the Bond factor. Now for this, Blaine, I'm going to start with you. Oh. For Quantum of Solace, what uh, would you give Daniel Craig's first. Bond factor? I gave him... And I think this might be generous. We'll see what you guys say. Okay. But I gave him a 45. Mm, all right. Uh, because he's completely void of charisma in this one. <laughs> yeah. But he's still effective in his super lucky wind up at the right place at the right time kind of way. So I gave him some points for that. And he does kill a lot of people, but... Overall, just not very Bondy. Definitely more Jason Bourne, like we mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. rather than a Bond. So, let's see what you guys have to say. I can understand that completely. Corey, what about yourself? I completely agree. Uh, 41 for me. Oh, I, wow. He's still intimidating, and he still is effective, but I I barely got Bond from him. Whatever Bond charisma he had in the first one was gone. Vesper took it, apparently. Uh, it looks like he gets it back. I maybe I don't know. I can't remember the next movie, but Spectre he had he had a lot of it back. So here's hoping the next one he gets some of it back because this one, woo wee. I mean, I, uh, if I can spoil a little something, I never 
think of the movie Skyfall as exciting. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. We'll, but we'll, hey, maybe this it. time we'll feel different. Well, who knows? Um, so guys, I gotta tell you, I feel a little weird about this in my score because I gave him an actual fifty for this. So it's around you guys, but now fifty seems a little high. <laughs> um don't feel weird. It's still a terrible score. Yeah. Uh that's an F. Yeah, yeah it is. Um for me it was he didn't have enough. There wasn't enough Bond here. Uh, it could have been any other named action character and have been bad as equal. Yeah. So, not 50 great. for me. Not great. No, not great. All right. All right. Next up, we're going to talk about or we're going to rate the action sequences. So, Corey, for action sequences, what are you giving this movie? So, this is interesting because there is action in this movie, but it's not exciting. Something about it is they spend a lot of money, but it doesn't connect. And maybe it is all those cuts. So while I can't say it's not full of action, the mm-hmm. action isn't very good. Yeah. So it's that complicated thing. I gave it a 44. 44. Okay. Well, that seems fair to me. Blaine, what about you? I agree. And I think it was the cuts because you didn't have time to latch on to any part of the action sequence no um there were good some good set pieces uh but i i I went a little higher than core i went with a 58 but basically the same reasons they were there but they weren't memorable i i don't disagree with you like i said uh after i watched these action sequences i don't remember them at all and again, that's probably the cuts. That's probably just the setup. Uh, a lot of different factors, but now I feel uh, weird on a different level because I gave a much lower score than you guys. I gave it a 25 Ooh. based on this information. Ooh. So, yeah. That's uh, the again, lowest action score I think we've seen. Absolutely. That's pretty low. Yeah, I looked it up. That's the lowest one. <laughs> and like Blaine said, this movie does have a lot of action, but it just doesn't play well at all. Um. Yeah. So yeah, twenty five for me. Damn. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, I guess I made up for that bond factor score, <laughs> and now <laughs> your bond factor score is five points higher than mine. That's fair. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. We did not give you shit for it. You're. Yeah. <laughs> I feel no, no. I'm giving. This, I'm... <laughs> but oh man. I give myself shit for it. Okay. Uh. Now next up. Oh. This should be interesting. I'm really interested oh, in this. Lord have mercy. That's going to be the score for gadgets in this movie. So here's what I came up with uh, as far as gadgets go. We get the iPad table where we... I don't count that as a gadget. That is an <laughs> office supply. I actually didn't count it either. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, it's what not about... James's. It's not James's. I also wrote down... Uh, M's wall that's basically a computer monitor. Don't count that. Don't count that one. <laughs> um, and the phone that takes pictures. That's it. It's It also tracks by, by calling a certain number. It's a oh, GPS tracker. Good point. Good point. So the Sony Ericsson is what we're saying is the main gadget here, huh? That's all I counted. Oh, and the hotel? He, he has a the hotel had an axe. Let's not forget that. Well, the James has a, a lock-picking sort of gadget thing that he uses early on, but that's not really a gadget. Anyone can buy those. Look, it's not a credit card from uh, The World Is Not Enough. Oh, no. <laughs> ah, love that. 
Still love that. Okay, so this time, starting with you, Blaine, what are you giving it? Well, if I can recall correctly, uh huh. in Casino Royale, I believe I gave that an 8 because it was only the defibrillator that he had in his car, which ended up saving his life. This had a cell phone, mm-hmm. which took pictures. <laughs> Which I also have a cell phone that takes pictures. Sure does. So And it has a GPS. And it didn't save his life or anything. Mm-hmm. I gave this movie a two for gadgets. Ooh, wow. <laughs> a fucking two. Now that Damn. is the lowest score we've given any. Handily. Handily. Yeah. <laughs> a two from Blaine. Ooh. And you know what? It's not unfair. It's really not there's a, unfair. There's a cell phone mm-hmm. that does what a cell phone does. At best, it took pictures, and he emailed that to M. Yeah. It could maybe go up to a five because of the faceback technology. I, but I don't... I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm yeah. just going to stick with the two. I like a two. All right, Corey, what about you? I don't think like I don't think I went low enough again. I think Casino Royale I gave it a forty, which in hindsight was too high. Um, okay. so I gave this one a fifteen. A fifteen from Corey. No real reason. I just felt like going lower than ten when he actually had a gadget didn't feel right. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I get the argument, but I mean, honest for me in Casino, at least the gadget he had was useful. Saved him. Saved him. This this movie didn't a have any noteworthy gadgets. It had a phone. It all the gadgets he had didn't help him at all. He gets a gun no matter what, so that's not a gadget. No. So mine is uh, pretty much in line with you guys. I gave it a ten. Mine is a ten. Hell yeah! I think we're uh, all on the same movie. page there. <laughs> it's a race to the bottom for sure. It really is. <laughs> oh lord. Uh. Oh, but here's where it's going to make up ground, guys. The next category is song and opening titles. <laughs> we got we got to say at the top, at the top. I respect Alicia Keys and I respect Jack White and the White Stripes and all his raconteurs. They're mm-hmm. they're good musicians. Yeah. Just don't understand what what they were thinking here. I love both of them. Well, I love Alicia Keys. I like Jack White. Uh I don't know what happened when you put these two people together. I'll tell you what happened. They decided instead of harmonizing, they're going to sing the same fucking note. <laughs> and so their That's two fair. vastly yeah. different sounding voices are are emphasizing each other's pitchiness. And so every time one person stops, the other person's still going. And when you're harmonizing, that that kind of makes sense. But when they're not harmonizing, they're just singing the same notes. It sounds like a mess. It sounds like two people who don't know how to sing. I agree. I, yeah. So what's your score? Well, well, I was going to say before we jump into scores, I just want to give everybody a little background. This song uh, was originally going to be, perf- well, not uh, Another Way to Die, but uh, they commissioned Amy Winehouse to do the song for this movie. Um, I don't know what ever happened to her, but she ended up not mm. doing it. Um, hmm. That's a real mean way <laughs> to say that. So uh, next was the uh, Shirley Bassey uh, song I mentioned, which was uh, 
Oh boy, I can't believe that. Is that a... Listen back to the earlier part of the yeah, podcast like, for that information. Yeah, uh, no good about goodbye. That was the Shirley Bassey again. That song has the score used in this movie. Again, much better song. Uh, and then they finally ended with Jack White, which blew. So with that being said, Corey, what do you score in this? So we know how I feel about the about the singing. Mm-hmm. The melody isn't horrible. It's still nothing great, but it's not painful. Like if if you took out the the all of the singing. I kind of don't mind some of like that. I don't mind too much of that. So I think mm-hmm. it kind of actually would fit. It fits in kind of well with the score. And the titles are bland, but there's nothing I hate about them. Mm-hmm. So I can't. So they're going to, those two things bump my score up a little bit, but it's still a 20 gang. It's still a 20. A 20? Done. <laughs> a 20 from Corey. Oh. Knives out. This. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Oh boy. Okay, so Blaine, what about you? Uh, I actually, you know, I like the tune. It's been, it's catchy, and I actually really enjoy the parts where they sing on their own. Um, like when Jack comes in at the beginning, yeah, the slick trigger for the queen. You know, I don't. Sure. You know that part's kind of cool. But when they and they when their powers combine, <laughs> it's not great. <laughs> what in the hell happened? What Captain Planet nightmare shit happened? <laughs> yes, because they're so talented on their own, and it. Mm-hmm. But man, it did not work. But I didn't hate it as much, and the graphics were just meh. It was a bunch of sand and shit. Mm-hmm. I gave it a forty-eight. Oh, okay. Because I have been singing it for days. So, so that, you get these that, songs stuck in your head, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> I, I mentioned this off my I did defend this song when I was a kid, but now I don't know. That that whole singing in the same key, it drove me so crazy. No, I yeah, can't. it was it, it like ah, it sounds mm-hmm. screechy. It's kinda like, oh boy. Mm-hmm. But I did like their solo parts. And I just want to point out that in the year 2008, Corey was not a kid. Um, <laughs> just no. uh, just and to clear my, up some history and there. My younger age. Okay. <laughs> nope. Not a kid at all. Yeah. When I was a little boy. And I was just a mere child. But I was a young boy. <laughs> uh, so, okay. So, a 48 from Blaine. Uh, well, guys, uh, there were... I was telling Blaine this earlier. I only go back. I, I don't really go back and look at old scores. I think it should be uh, within the moment on how I'm scoring this thing. That's but incorrect. But did I continue? <laughs> anyway, I don't believe you at all. <laughs> uh, I, I did want to go back on this particular section and see what I gave Man with a Golden Gun because I still believe that is the worst song. <laughs> that song's worse than yeah, this. I do believe that is the worst song. <laughs> I, I kind of disagree, but not by mm. much. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, with that being said, I also didn't like the opening titles of Man with a Golden Gun. And that movie I gave a 21 in this category. So I went way up when I rated this movie and I gave it a 22. 22. <laughs> 22. This is going to be far and away 
last place? I don't know. I don't know. I think we still got more what? room. I'm talking about for um, now. What? Oh. <laughs> of the <laughs> ones. Categories, and one of them is I've, not going to be good for you. I think we got room to grow. Oh, <laughs> one of them is going to be fucking horrible. <laughs> All right. Next up is plot and character. Blaine, how'd you feel about the plot and the characters mm, in this movie? Mm. <laughs> what a delicious morsel. Yes. It was just phenomenal. Um, no. Like <laughs> no. No. Just like I did when we scored when we scored Spectre. I hated how they're trying to force feed this universe to us. Just be a standalone. I, I all the references to Vesper. All of the trying to interplay makes me so mad. <laughs> and on top of this storyline just being dumb, the main henchman <laughs> being a two-paid uh, praying mantis, I, I just, it was not good. Um, I gave it, but, I, you know, I do like Felix. Okay. <laughs> yes, yeah, so uh, put the Camille, good stuff in there. Camille wasn't bad. No. Um, so, a 30. A 30 from Blaine. Okay. A 30. I mean, I don't think you're wrong. Uh, Corey, what about yourself? Plot and character. <laughs> Gotta tell you, I don't disagree with that thing Blaine said. I am, I, am as, I am on as equal footing as we can be. I gave it a 31. 31. Okay. Simpatico. <laughs> Simpatico. Uh. Yeah, I mean, as far as character goes, I gave uh, points for Judy Dench. Love her as M. She's always good. She's great. Um, gave points to Camille. And I gave uh, points to Jeffrey Wright and um, what's his name from Stranger Things, whose name I can't remember. David Harbour. That's Bean. it. I didn't mind him at all. He was like an asshole CIA agent. I thought he was okay. Strawberry Fields wasn't bad either. No, no. But they Yeah, just... Jim Atherton... I like her. She's she's in some cool movies later on. I think this must have been an early movie though, because I I don't remember her in it. Oh, and I absolutely loved uh, what's her name from Castle. Um. <laughs> Kate Beckett, my friend. Thank you, um. Stana Katik. She stole the show with her one line, and <laughs> she didn't say anything. She's like she just basically nodded. <laughs> yeah, mm. cool. cool. I understand. I fucked up. <laughs> I fucked up. She said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was my best Canadian accent, guys. That's as good as it gets. Uh, okay. It's no power bottom. No, absolutely not. Uh, with that being said, uh, mine is a little bit higher than you guys, but right around the same, 43. Mm-hmm. Amen. There we go. This next one should be fun. This next one is where we're going to make up ground, I feel. Uh, so when it comes to villains... Uh, Corey, what are you giving old Dominic Green in the villain category? <laughs> so, I previously, my contention was Elliot Carver is the worst <laughs> Bond villain we've ever seen. That has changed as of today. Dominic Wowzer. Green is the worst Bond villain I've ever, I've ever seen. He, okay. was, he wasn't even annoying. He was nothing. And well, he well, he was annoying actually. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want yeah. him to say. I didn't want him. I wanted mm-hmm. him off the screen. And then when he looked like some sort of sideshow, subhuman creature, I, I just, show. Why, what is going on with these guys' character choices? 
Um, 17. Mm. Oh, wow. By the way, I just want to say, before we go to Blaine, previously our lowest scores have been in the villain category is 17. So That was me for Drax. Yes. In Moonraker. It was. All right, Blaine. And Andrea will say, unlike you, mm-hmm. I look back at the scores I gave every single movie for every single category <laughs> I do for consistency purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew that I gave Hugo Drax a 17. Yes. Mm-hmm. Dominic Green is worse than Hugo Drax. Hugo 100%. Drax had a space station <laughs> and a plot to destroy the world. Yeah. Hugo now, Drax was magnificent compared to Dominic. <laughs> so yeah. he he was terrible in that he had no presence in mm-hmm. that movie. Yeah. But Dominic Green Yeah, pretty pretty not bad. Not bringing much to the table either. Mm-hmm. But and his plan is dog shit compared to Hugo. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um That's true. also there's a part where Dominic is eating an apple and I never wanted someone to get shot in the head <laughs> so promptly as yeah. when he was eating that apple. Yeah. Um, so that gave him some more points mm-hmm. to elicit that reaction from me. Yep. But I gave him a 15. A 15. All right. Okay. It is kind of sinister to, to hoard people's water. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just mean. It's not nice. But we now have a new lowest score in the villain category at 15. Uh, Well, Blaine, this is the other category I looked back on. And I previously said that Le is the worst Bond villain to ever be. Um, I'm not going to go back on that statement. I still think Le is not great. Oh. Uh, And Are you going to go back on it that he's still the worst? Yeah. Yeah. Still gonna You're keep out of that. your fucking mind. I'm still I, keeping it. Andrew. <laughs> I'm still keeping Lashif as the worst. Fucking mind. At least he cried blood. Okay. This guy eats apples. That's fair. At least he That's actually fair. did damage to, to James. He actually fucking fucked James up a little bit. He's got swunk an axe at him a couple times. Gave him them nut shots. But Andrew yep. scores are Andrew scores. Those are my scores. You're nuts. And I will say, Dominic Green is the second worst villain, I think, so far for me. Uh, I gave Lashif a 17. Dominic Green gets an 18. That's about <laughs> oh, it. <laughs> you couldn't. <laughs> it's one point. Yeah. And you it's know one point. You know he's worse. You know he's worse. Uh, I still think it's better than uh, scamming the stock market. But... That it's not a good plan. At least you knew what Lashif's plan was. I don't even give a shit what Dominic's green plan is. Water. Hey, I God. get it. I, get... <laughs> I wish people could have saw that face you make. God. God. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, eighteen for me. <laughs> Gotta say, I think he's uh, overall our worst villain <laughs> uh, by far. Yeah. <laughs> and then we go to our final category, and that is. Entertainment value. Now, Blaine, for the movie Quantum of Solace, what do you give it for entertainment value? Oh, this is tough. This is tough. 
it's hard for me to go like super super low for entertainment value all right um because i mean they did honey dick me with all the locations okay (laughs) they got me (laughs) i did like the gotta love a good honey dick yeah i like the scenery uh and some of the action sequences were not bad the cuts ruined them really but Mm mm-hmm I gave it a 39. Oh, okay. No need to 39. say more. Uh, it's not good. It's not a good movie. It's not fun. Like we said, it's not bad in a good way. It's no. just bad. Yeah. Unfortunately. It well, still cool. made $600 million. So yeah. Fuck me, right? Fuck it's us, fun. right? Um, all right, Corey, what about you? As far as entertainment value goes, what are you giving Quantum? It's just so far there hasn't been a movie that I'm dying to be done with than this one mm-hmm. i mean just basically like 20 minutes in I, I was like this is the shortest bond movie and i can't be done soon enough yeah uh, and it just was i think i've complained before about too much exposition give me a little bit more please just give me something <laughs> why like, like you can't just go bouncing around and expect me to kind of go yeah this is mm-hmm. this is a good linear plot structure no which is why writers you gotta pay him more, guys. You gotta do better. The writer strike yeah. had an impact. Yeah, it was felt. This oh, is so. what happens when you don't have a writer on set, guys. So, what's your score, Corey? It's a thirty-three. Okay, I, don't think I can do much better than that. All right. Well, I mean, uh, not bad. Uh, now, where I differ from Blaine is that I can absolutely give this movie a low score. I. We'll say it till the day I die. I, I will watch a bad movie if it has even a slight amount of fun. But if you're just a bad movie where you're boring, uh, everything you're trying to do is not working, your plot sucks, everything in between, uh, you're going to lose me in a big way. And I couldn't wait for the credits to roll in this movie. With that being said, I gave it a 12. Hey! Oh! That's the lowest entertainment score. Yeah. That, 100%. That's, that's wild. Yeah, a uh, 12. That is wild. Okay, well, uh, I'm pretty sure this is currently in last place. <laughs> uh, now, now, wait a second. We haven't tallied it up. <laughs> um, that. Now, I really thought coming into this that I would have the lowest like total score because I thought I was being so critical but I don't think I do you I don't think I do Corey you don't have the lowest uh so this is how it goes we tally up the averages from all three of our scores so the highest score given to this movie is 33.86 and that's actually Blaine's score for this movie the highest average yeah the highest average for this movie was from you at 33.86 Corey, you're in second place with 28.71. And I am by far the lowest, but only by three points at 25.71. So not by far. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> so that gives this movie a grand average when we tally all three of our scores together to a 29.43. Oh. Lord. Now, here comes the time where we go to the leaderboard and see... Where Quantum of Solace That's falls. That's like 30 points lower. <laughs> Let's see where Quantum falls on our score here. Well, 
Out of the ten movies we have done so far, Quantum of Solace is solidly in tenth place. <laughs> Quantum of Solace is 15 points lower, as a matter of fact. Than Moonraker. No. Oh. Man with a Golden Gun. Man with a Golden Gun. Uh, right. yeah. yeah, Man with a Golden Gun. Quantum's 29.43. Uh, Man with a Golden Gun's at 44.38. And then Moonraker is right above that at 52.33. Oh, my God. So this movie was bad. <laughs> if we didn't make that clear. That's where it deserves to be. Yeah. It earned that spot. Mm-hmm. It earns last place and solid. And I'm trying to, uh, while I, we were doing this. I think it's going to need to build a house there because I don't think it's moving. I don't think anything's moving on that. Uh, unless some of these Bond movies I haven't seen uh, are worse. But I can't imagine they are. So we'll see how it goes. But as of right now, Quantum is in last place. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so let's uh, let's talk about next week. So next week we are jumping into our very first Timothy Dalton Ooh. with the Living Daylights. Uh, mm-hmm. Let me just say, uh, I saw this. I saw for the first time a Timothy Dalton movie a few years ago. Um, and for me, that could be three years ago or ten years ago. I can't tell anymore. But I remember really liking The Living Daylight. Was it in 08 when you were a young boy? When I was a very young man in 08. Very young, tiny boy. A very tiny man. I've not, I've not seen any of the Daltons, so I'm very excited to be running the episode next week. I am very excited so, for you. Hopefully it's not I. This dumpster fire like the, the one we did today. So looking yeah. forward to it. I can't imagine it will. It definitely isn't. I think this one's going to be a lot of fun. Yes. Good Mm -hmm. to hear. All right. Well, with that being said, everybody, thank you for listening. And uh, this has been Judgment. Judgment. Judgment.